his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Wednesday is sentencing day for the top mass shooter at the state court level, and it's expected for a number of the families to speak directly to the shooter. In your past experiences working with families and individuals in similar cases, I mean, what, what can a process like this do for anyone that has lost loved ones and been affected by incidents like this? Well, you know, I mean, it's such a difficult conversation to have, right? Um, certainly, I think there's probably some solace for there being a resolution um, to, you know, what is just a horrific tragedy. On the same account, you know, there's a lot of other things to think about. Um, you know, these events can be triggers um, for the families involved, um, certainly. But also for the rest of the community, and, and I think we have to use the word community in the most broadest sense. Um, over the years, we used to talk about trauma only being sort of relevant if it directly affected you or directly affected a loved one or you witnessed it. But with the age of the Internet and TV and everything else, uh, you know, the, the concept of vicarious trauma and, and how it can affect the community um, on a local, state, national level. So, so there's going to be a lot of... Uh, a lot of challenges, I think, for a lot of people, um, even though the resolution to this court case will be occurring. Um, and, and I expect it will be particularly difficult for the families involved. With this being such an emotional incident involving a racially motivated matter, how unnerving might it be for some of these families that are set to address the shooter directly on Wednesday? Um, I imagine it will be incredibly difficult. Um, um, I've never had to experience that personally, but I've been involved in a lot of situations like this. And and um, it, 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 I imagine it will be an emotionally charged event. Um, and, and one of the things um, to consider is, yes, there'll be a resolution, um, but there's a lot of energy uh, focused, particularly about from victims, loved ones of victims, um, people directly affected by this, this just heinous crime, that when the court case is over, you know, the question comes, what do you do with that energy and focus? Um, because because that won't go away um, just because the the end of the trial and sentencing has occurred. So so it's going to be a challenge. Um, people handle that in their own way. Um, there's certainly a myriad of um, resources that people can reach out to um, locally and, and nationally for this. And, and I really encourage your listeners to do so. While it's different for everyone and every family, how might a process like this actually bring a sense of maybe some closure after this type of traumatic event? Well, you know, uh, if you look at the literature around this, and by literature I mean the scientific literature and, uh, on the study, and, and there's a lot written and not a lot of consensus um, because every situation is so different. Every family is so different. I think having what we expect the outcome of the plea and the sentencing to be, there perhaps will be some solace of, of you know, the perpetrator of this crime has received the maximum allowable sentence um, that could occur. 
I think that will probably provide some sense of closure to some people involved. But, you know, a loss of a loved one, particularly under these circumstances, is something that is a lifelong journey for people. And and so while the end of the case may bring some closure, there's a lot of work left to be done. And that doesn't mean it has to be done with the assistance of mental health professionals, but with natural supports, families, loved ones, uh, members of the church, wherever people feel like they can be heard and feel safe um, while they share what they're going through. There's there's a lot for these families to continue to go through, even though the end of this case is coming you know, to closure. I think you just mentioned it a little bit there. There are going to be some families that, um, while they will be willing to speak, there are others that may not be willing to speak because it just may be too traumatic and it just a lot of things might be brought back up once again that they were feeling nine months ago. I mean, could you just talk maybe a little bit about the magnitude of the families being unable to to face the shooter and all that happened and just how you deal with that? Well, you know, I mean, in, from a, a psychiatrist standpoint and a therapist standpoint, you know, if I was... You know, we're working with individuals or families who've been through any traumatic loss like this. You know, we kind of have to meet them where they are. And, you know, people use the word trauma-informed care almost as a catchphrase, but it's a very well-studied intervention and a style of working with families. And not just one from a clinical standpoint, but one from from every aspect of society, whether you work in a grocery store, whether you work in an office, whether you work in a hospital, um, the, the tenets of trauma-informed care um, are so valuable and more so now, uh, particularly with this case. But but the reality of it is every family and every individual is different. So there will even be differences within the family structure of how they are dealing with a, an issue like this and the resolution of this. Um, I think it's important for people who want to be heard to have that venue to be heard. Um, it's empowering to be able to say things that you've been feeling and thinking and being able to say them um, in a public venue. For other people, that may not be what they want to do, and that's okay as well. I think we have to respect each individual and each family's wish um, in, in situations like this, and then be there to support them um, both currently, but remember, situations like this reinvent themselves over the weeks, months, years to come in the future. Um, and so when the media coverage of an event like this goes away, the torn up families and the results um, psychiatrically, emotionally to the individuals directly affected do not. And, and, and they may need support for days, weeks, months, and years into the future. And, and our job is to lend that support and be there for them um, in a way that's helpful to them. Dr. Cummings, is there anything else you care to add to our conversation that maybe we haven't touched base on? Sometimes we see these events because they happen in other parts of the world, um, other parts of the country. And this one, of course, is so raw with us in our Buffalo community. Um, and if nothing else, you know, I just hope that people who who are listening to this take that perspective. This is near and dear to our hearts because it happened in our backyard. But these tragedies happen everywhere. Um, and And the victims and their families... Are going through these same issues and I think it's easy to keep them sort of at a distance and make comments and consider you know political comments and 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 whatever you know results in someone um, after an event like this but but we need to just remember that these are families 
these are people's children, these are people's loved ones, um, and everyone approaches losses and traumas and tragedies like this in their own way, and there's no right or way, wrong way of doing it. And we just, um, I think, as a community in general, have to be supportive of that. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? ...a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.